Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Fleet Fucker. I'm your host, John Murray. And yes, I know it's kind of surprising we get to do two episodes in one day, of course. Like I said, I stayed a few hours ago. We've had, I think, the last couple days off. And again, lots going on in the, in the uh, world of football. So I'm doing my very best to get out the best information in the world I can, I can to you. Um, if you hear some <laughs> background noise of some crickets going on, we're outside. This is the first time, matter of fact, this is the first time this year that I'm actually doing a podcast out on my deck. I'm used to doing it uh, mostly in either, either the bedroom or the living room. I've done podcasts in the kitchen. I've done one podcast in my office as a, as a prepare for my uh, mini football drafts I'll be doing certainly this, um, this coming season. Uh, but again, this is the first time that we can do one out here outside. I know the noise is kind of loud. But, again, you know, a lot of people don't like the heat. Me, I'm a direct opposite of everybody else. Everybody I've met, I told, I don't mind the heat. I love the heat. I thrive in the heat. That's, that's what I've done. When I was a kid, I used to sweat roll off my face like Niagara Falls. I enjoyed it. I thrived off of it. Some people don't like the sweat roll off the face, but I loved it. That's what I was at my best at. That's what I had my most fun now, I'm not a cold. I'm not a cold weather person, so I couldn't live in, a, you know, Michigan or Minnesota or Wisconsin, like a, like one of those cold states. Now, certainly, my apologies to those three states and the cold states. I have nothing but love and nothing but respect for how you guys, yeah, how you guys do it. I couldn't live in 20 feet of snow or whatever you guys have up there and be like negative 20 degrees outside, whatever the case might be. But again. Again, much respect to those. And as I stated earlier, as we always start off with my podcast, for, for those who are joining the very first time, I want to say thank you for doing so. And please, please, by all means, invite anybody that you need to invite. Because again, we're, I want to get bigger and better than ever. Now, again, I've had you know podcast companies from Reason to Wisdom, uh, Podvine, and even had Amazon reach out to me. For those who continue to listen to this podcast, please, please reach out to me. I don't care if it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whatever podcast you know that you're associated with. Let's let's grow. Let's keep going. I want to keep going. I want to get better than ever. Sure, when I do these podcasts, I do make I might slip, make mistakes, might pronounce a person's name wrong, and for everybody, any name I pronounce wrong, I will apologize to that particular player. Again. I'm one of those people that have about a million thoughts running through my head. And sometimes you misquote, you misspeak. And again, that's, that's not, you know, that's just, again, it goes back to your thousand thoughts are running through your head. But again, I will apologize for the crickets going on, going out in the background. But hey, that's, but I wanted to step outside. I want to do this podcast, get out of the house, do, do something a little different. Last year, the episodes last year I did out of the house. Matter of fact, on my deck, and as I give you my predictions for the upcoming season, and again, I will do so within, you know, within the next several weeks. Again, football, you know, preseason is getting underway. We've already know the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Las Vegas Raiders have started their preseason games, and they are, you know, they've started their games. They're going to have play four games. Other teams will play three. Um, 
like I said, uh, Thursday night, you'll see the uh, New York Giants against the New England Patriots. And then you have, I think, a game or two on Friday, and then everything else goes on Saturday. So, again, the season's gearing up. First preseason games have got underway. Now, again, I won't probably get to see, I won't get to see much. Unfortunately, I have to work. I won't get a chance to see any preseason games. Now, maybe, I know the NFL Network, they will repeat some of these games. So, hopefully, I get a chance to catch some reruns, so to speak, and I'll get to check out again, like I said earlier. I'm a, you know, I'm a big fan of watching preseason football. I want to see fresh talent, new talent, talent that could emerge at some point during the season or may have a chance of being, you know, being helpful with their team and maybe a look towards the future. But I want to see that. I like to see that. And, of course, being a fantasy football fan, you always want to catch her the next big star, possibly. You always want to outdo your opponent. You know, not everybody, not every fantasy football owner, fan, you know, watches all, a lot of preseason games. You know, some, you know, they don't get a chance. And that's understandably so if you have work. But then, some, then again, some people don't put forth the effort, so to speak, to do so. I like to think I like how to put forth the effort. I've been doing this since my 34th year. But I put forth the effort. I'm serious at what I do. I've always told my wife if I could make a career out of it, I would do it. I would be, love to be the next Matthew Berry, so forth, so forth, and so forth. When it comes to doing that stuff, because it's something I can pay for it, I can thrive off of it. I would stick my teeth into it. And for those, and for those who've been with me from day one, I want to say thank you for being with me from day one. And please, please continue to come on back. Invite your family, your friends, your loved ones, whoever you invite and invite. This is this is simply something I enjoy enjoy doing. Like I said before. This is, we've gone past a year now. I started my first podcast back on June 24th. And now, as we slowly but surely, we're building, we're building up to the point where we, we're getting close to the milestone, the triple digits, so to speak. We're getting close to that 100th episode here very soon. And it will certainly be a milestone for me because I didn't think I would do it this long. Um, but again, something I like to do, I enjoy doing. If I get a chance to do it, I would certainly love to do it more and more like I said with vacation time I mean not vacation time but I should say the days I've had off for the last couple of days I've got a chance to catch up on some stuff and again I'm interested you know again when I do podcasts it's very late at night it sometimes it's after midnight when I do a podcast but again that's the way things go I work late I go to work, work eight and a half, they work eight and a half hours, and then I come home, kick back, relax a little bit, and then late at night, where everybody's in bed, sleeping, I'm cutting, I'm doing my podcast for you. Enough of that, enough rambling, rambling, rambling on. Let's talk, let's talk about what we were going to start the show off with. We've gone around the NFC camp, now let's go around the AFC camp, and of course we'll start off with the AFC East, right, right. Now let's start off with the New England Patriots will just pull them out of the hat. And of course, as the rumors are going around by New England, the offense has not looked very good in camp. Because of the new because of Matt Patricia, who is now the new well, we're saying I guess he is a new offensive coordinator. Reports are that Matt Patricia and Bill Belichick might call plays this coming season. There's also rumors that Joe Judge might and Matt Patricia might call plays. Uh who knows who's calling the offensive plays. For all I know, Bill Belichick might call me and ask me to, to call plays. I don't know. 
but again again you shall see you know we shall see how this goes but the bad news for doing the Patriot fans is it's hurting Matt Jones now David Andrews who's been a, a stellar offensive lineman for the New England Patriots for years has come out and said yes there has been some you know there has been some problems there has been you know getting on the same page and stuff well if you got a, a, a an all, your offensive coordinator is really a defensive coordinator and it becomes a concern it's really concerned now to me Mac Jones had a decent rookie year ups downs like most rookies do but he was a pretty decent player for this, for this past this past season and to me for a guy like Mac Jones you want to have him on a a guy that knows how to call plays now yes another loss Josh McDaniels and that certainly does hurt a little bit but you figure the next man up Maybe Belichick's staff would have been the next offensive coordinator, but then again, Joshua Daniels took some of the coaches with him to the Raiders. And now, after 20-plus years, the Raider way, the, I shouldn't say the Raider way, but the Patriot way is not working anymore. It's starting to fade, it's starting to fade out. And what the Patriots did, don't get me wrong, it is a great run. There's no denying that. Robert Kraft did a heck of a job. So did Bill Belichick. He's got six Super Bowls. But now things have fallen apart since one Tom Brady has left and gone and took his talents to Tampa Bay. But again, it becomes very interesting to see what what will transpire with New England. Now, supposing the defense has looked good, has looked good in camp. I don't know if that's a big surprise to me. New England always seems to put together decent defenses. They've always seemed to do that. Belichick as a former defensive coordinator. Now, Matt Patricia, he's back. He's back on the staff. And to me, Matt Patricia, I could see being, I'm surprised Matt wasn't asked to go back to being a defensive coordinator, which I think would have been a solid, I think Matt could have done a solid job with the defense. Now, the defense did lose some players. They lost J.C. Jackson to the Chargers, and J.C. was one of the better corners in the league. He was highly underrated. I know there's Jalen Ramsey's and Zaire Alexander's of the world. Uh, Tavon Diggs got a lot of respect, but this is a guy right here, J.C. Jackson, that you lose a top cornerback. It kind of, it, it, I believe it does hurt New England a little bit. But the biggest thing coming out of camp is, is, is simply, it's not a particular player, it's the offense. He's going to run it. And how's it, it is hurting Matt Jones. Now, they did make one one interesting signing in the offseason is Devontae Parker. They made a trade, got Devontae Parker from Miami. I thought that was a, a decent pickup. Now, with Devontae, injuries have always curtailed his career. The one year he did stay healthy, 1,200 yards, nine touchdowns. If he can stay healthy, yes, Devontae, in my opinion, does have that potential of at least being a 1,000-yard receiver if he can stay healthy. Again, the thing about the Patriots is they've always had that that, that ragtag receiving receiving core. And again, you still got that ragtag receiving core. You got a couple of quality tight ends. The running game is still going to be a focal point. Damian Harris, who had 15 rushing touchdowns last year, and surprisingly, a lot of people don't know, that was the second most in the NFL last year, only behind Jonathan Taylor. Stevenson from Oklahoma uh, had a good preseason last year opened a lot of people's eyes in last year's preseason. And to me, I think Stevenson will get more carries this season. 
and I'm interested in how he progresses. Some people think that uh, he could very well replace Damian Harris eventually as the number one running back for the New England Patriots. Now, Belichick's always been a fan of, I should say, of a, of a running back. You know, he's not a big fan of having one particular top-notch running back. Now, he's always had a, a plethora of running backs. Years ago, Corey Dillon came over from the Cincinnati Bengals. Everybody remembers Latrell Blount. He was a pretty solid player for him. But the thing was, he always likes to have a core of running backs. He doesn't like to lie on one running back. Damian Harris had a lot of carries last year. Stevenson, I believe, has potential. Again, James White hopefully will be back this year as the prototypical third down running back. Now, they drafted a couple of running backs in the draft. But it will be interesting to see how the offense, the biggest thing for the, for the Patriots is going to be how how the offense is going to work. I think the defense will be fine, but it's going to be the offense who's calling the plays. Is it Belichick? Will it be Patricia? Will it be Joe Judge? Will all three of them call, call the plays? Maybe Mac Jones should get out there on the field and call his own plays because right now that's the way it's, it's going to be. Maybe you know, maybe uh, Damian Harris can call the plays one week. I don't know who's calling the plays, but it's something that Bill Belichick better get straightened out because if you don't, you're going to ruin a a good young quarterback and Mac Jones in this league if you do not do that. And I can't see a guy like Tom Brady putting up with that mess. Maybe Tom knew this was coming, and that's probably why Tom wanted to get out when he did. But again, that's speculation, hearsay, but... It'll be interesting to see what happens goes on in New England. Some people feel that New England could be a wild card team. Some feel that New England might not be playoffs. As of right now, as of right now, I gotta feel New England will miss the playoffs. But again, it is Bill Belichick, and you give Belichick the benefit of the doubt because he has won six Super Bowls. But I'm interested to see if Belichick does not make the playoffs and has a losing record. Where is where is Belichick going to go? Will he be? out of a job in 2023. I know it's hard to believe. Some people think Belichick will go on his own terms, but maybe Robert Kraft will not see it that way. Robert Kraft, you got to remember, at one point in time, did tell, you know, was the one that decided to keep Tom Brady around, that convinced him, kept Brady around, and made Bill Belichick get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, I can't, you can't argue with how that worked out that if they won another Super Bowl. But for Belichick, he better get the team into the play. He better get the team into the playoffs because if he doesn't, as crazy as it could sound, weird as it might sound, he is going to lose, very well lose, maybe very well lose his job. Now the next team that has really been, had a very strong all season is the Miami Dolphins. Now, of course, New coach, Mike McDaniel is there. He's a former offensive coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers. He has that Kyle Shanahan, Mike Shanahan, like mind. It's the running game. Well, the one thing they did in the offseason, they brought in a couple of, of, of running backs, Chase Edmonds from the Cardinals, and Chase right now may be the number two running back behind a man that is, as of right now, as of a... Uh, Right now, may very well be the number two running back. Um, a gentleman that coming from the 49ers, Mozart, will pay, might very well be the number one running back. Now, again, that might not be the case. But the one big thing is, can Tua 
Can Tua step up his game and be an upper echelon quarterback? They went out. They went out and got one Tyreek Hill. Paid him a lot of money to do so. You got Jalen Waddle caught over 100 balls last year. A good tight end. You added Cedric Wilson from the Dallas Cowboys. Now, to me, they've had a couple of offensive linemen. Now, the defense, Miami defense, is an underrated defense. It's a very decent defense. Played well last year. And I believe that is because of former coach Brian Flores. Now, Miami, we all know about the Stephen, the Stephen Ross situation. He's been fine. A draft, first-round draft pick next year's draft, a third-round in 2024. And he's going to serve a suspension, I believe, until October the 16th. If I'm not mistaken, this year. We all know about Stephen Ross, and I've had to give you my opinions on him that he should no longer be only Miami Dolphins. I mean, I wish I could take, I wish I had uh, billions of dollars and I can go down to Miami myself and own the Miami Dolphins. But unfortunately, I do not. But the biggest thing is, the biggest thing is, I think the defense will be fine. The offense is going to be interesting. Mike McDaniel, a lot of people think that he's going to run the football. And I'm sure he will. He's got a plethora full of running backs. Miles Gaskin is still on the roster. He's got he's got himself four or five solid running backs. But the biggest question mark for me is going to be Tua. Now Tyreek Hill has been has been telling the world how good Tua is. That he's throwing he's throwing good passes. To me, it's never been about Tua's accuracy. Tua's been a pretty accurate quarterback, even back in high school to the University of Alabama. But can but can Tua get this team into the playoffs? That's going to be the big question mark. Some people believe that Miami has a team to make a wild card spot. Is that a possibility? Yes, they've got, they've got the, the tools to do so. Tua's going to be the big reason. And I've stated this on previous episodes. I know that Mike McDaniel loves to run the football, and he's going to. But the biggest reason I've got to say is, if you've got a guy like Tyreek Hill, you've got Jalen Waddle, Cedric Wilson, Mike Alecki, your tight end, to me, how much do you want on the football? Because because I have to wonder, Tua's got Tua that might be sometimes, Tua's going to throw the ball 35, maybe 40 times a game. And I know Miami Dolphins fans are probably Miami Dolphins fans are on saying, but I've lost my freaking mind by saying that. But let's be honest with you: if you go out, you get Tyreek Hill. You see the year Jalen Waddle had last year. You've got a good tight end. You've added Cedric Wilson as your number three receiver. Let me be honest with you guys: you got them weapons, and I understand you want to run the ball. You want a balanced attack. Get it? Understand it? But if you go and get a guy like Tyreek Hill and the way Jalen Waddle played last year, you're going to have to throw the football more than you're going to run it. And let's be honest with you, we're down in the NFL where all men were throwing the ball more than running the football. There was a point in time in the NFL where you had to have a good running game, solid defense. Well, Miami has a good enough defense. It's a good defense. And the running game should be better than it was last year. But let's be honest with you, two is going to have to – Tua is going to have to challenge his inner Josh Allen, his Justin Herbert. He's got to challenge these guys who can throw a football and throw it pretty well or challenge his inner Patrick Mahomes. Because to be honest with you, they're going to have to throw the football. Now, Mike McDaniel, I'm sure he will run the ball and run the ball fine. But I'm interested to see, can the offense, they've done some offensive line. They've got a new left tackle, Armstead from the Saints. Nice pickup, a veteran. They've got Connor Williams from... Dallas Cowboys. Connor, I had my question marked about Connor. He was 
I think last year he had 10 or 11 false starts, holding calls, whatever the case might be, and it was among the times in the NFL, which is to me is not a good sign. But the offensive line, they've, tried, they've made some improvements. They've gone and got increased the running game. They got Tyreek Hill. The biggest problem is with the with the Miami Dolphins is is Cantua step up his game. And that's gonna be the biggest, that's gonna be the biggest, biggest thing is can he step it up? Let's talk about the New York Jets. Now the Jets, they've got some got some bad news here recently. Um, as of today, they got some bad news. Um, their um, their big left tackle, who I guess was going to move the right tackle this year, Beckett is going to be out for Beckett is going to be out for the year. He had fractured kneecap in session, and you know, in a course in the training camp, which again, not very good. They have been talking to Dwayne Brown, former left tackle of the you know, of the Seattle Seahawks, who is former Seattle Seahawks and Houston Texans. Um, Brown did a pretty good job covering Russell Wilson and even covering Watson's backside, Deshaun Watson's backside. So it should be very interesting to see if they will sign the man, sign him or not. To me, it wouldn't be a bad fit for them. I think it would be a nice pick to get Brown in here, maybe put him at left tackle. And they've got a left tackle, they could move him to right tackle, and I think they could get get the line a little bit better. Now again, Zach Wilson, can Zach Wilson, you know, step up in the second year? They've given Zach weapons, Michael Carter, you know, Bryce Hall from um, you know, from Iowa State. They've given him, of course, Corey Davis returns this year for a second year with the Jets. Elijah Moore was was a talk of camp last year. A lot of people feel that he We'll have a good second year in this league. They went out and got a couple tight ends. They have done their best to up the offense, try the best in the world to help Zach Wilson. The defense, the defense is going to still need a little bit of work. But to be honest with you, in a tough AFC conference, to me, them and probably the Texans and Jaguars might be the only three teams in that conference that might not stand a chance in making the playoffs. And I'm sure the pressure's on the coach. Can he get Zach Wilson to improve? Can he get Zach Wilson to step up his game? That is going to be an issue for them. Now, in camp, I know in camp, the latest camp news was Bryce Hall and uh, was a Sauce Gardner have been working with the first unit. It's not really a surprise um, to me. Sauce, I believe, Sauce Gardner drafted him. He's supposed to be their Darrell Revis, if you want. If you want to say that, you can pretty much say that. Gardner is one of the top, was, should be the top corner, was the top cornerback. What was number two one taken? St- yeah, Stingley was the first guy that got taken by the Houston Texans, but it's interesting to see what Gardner can do against against maybe Tyreek Hill a couple of times a year. And he's got to play Stephon Diggs in that same division, but it's going to be interesting to see. But for the Jets, I got a feeling it's going to be another long, another long year. But I'm interested to see if Zach Wilson can step up his game. If he can't step up his game for the second year, then you have to wonder what are the what are the teams going to do. Now, to me, to me, I like to see Zach. I like to see. I mean, do you can the coach after two years if they have a bad year? I don't know. I don't know. Some people feel that's a little too soon. You want to give the coach maybe at least three seasons to see if he can turn it around. But to me, I have to wonder is Zach. 
worth it? Or do you go out and get an offensive-minded coach in 2023? That has been, I mean, I know some experts have felt that that could be the case. Maybe that's something that they need to do. But for the Jets, they're probably one of three teams in this conference that I got a feeling that Prill will not make the playoffs. Now let's talk about the old Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills have been everybody's AFC, AFC's preseason favorite to go to the Super Bowl. And I gotta be honest with you, it's kind of hard not to phantom that. Josh Allen is one of the better quarterbacks in this league. Offensive line is not, not bad at all. The receiving court, yes, Stephon Diggs. I'm interested to see if Gabriel Davis can take the next step. Um, I know from Camp News, we stick on receivers. Isaac McKenzie right now appears to be the leading candidate to be the number three receiver for this team. I know people say, well, maybe Jason, that Jameson Crowder would be that guy. But for right now, Crowder appears to be the number four guy. A lot of people feel that McKenzie has played well in camp and he's doing a pretty good job being and could be the number three receiver. The running game is always going to be the biggest problem. I like Dawson Knox. I like O.J. Howard as the top two tight ends. Love that. But the biggest thing is, can the running can they find a running game? They drafted James Cook, Dalvin Cook's brother out of you know Georgia. A lot of people feel he's an explosive weapon, and I'm sure that he'll be used by the Bills. But it gets to be very interesting to see in the defense. Buffalo. A lot of people don't talk about Buffalo's defense. Oakland's. I mean, excuse me. The Buffalo's offense gets all the credit in the world. But you gotta remember, Buffalo's defense wasn't that bad last year. Heck, it was probably what gotta be what top ten in the league last year, and yet it was Josh Allen and company got all the credit. Now I'm sure the Buffalo Bill defense did not look good in that stretch, in that stretch, in that playoff game against the Kansas City Chiefs. Then again, a lot of defense don't look good against Kansas City Chiefs, right? But I'm interested to see. You know, uh, I'm interested to see if there are some improvement. If there are some improvement, they drafted a cornerback at the University of uh, Florida to bulk up the secondary. But I'm interested to see how this how this all goes down. Now, Buffalo, to me, a lot of people have Buffalo probably winning the division. And yeah, it's hard not to say they won't win the division. The only competition I see getting it is probably coming from Miami. But again, it feels like. The Buffalo has the pieces. You've got Vaughn Miller to add more of a pass rush. The pieces are there. The only thing the only thing that really concerns me is is the running game. Can they get yeah, I mean, will James Cook be the answer to the to the running game? I don't know the answer to that question. I don't know if James Cook could be a guy who can carry the ball, you know, twenty times, you know, twenty times a game or not. That's gonna be an issue. But I don't think, you know, Zach Moss could be an odd man out. I think Devin Singletary will continue to be the number one running back right now. But look for Cook to eventually take over the number one running back role. But for me, the biggest thing with them is with Buffalo, it's how much can they take over? How much, you know, how much can the running game step up and help Josh Allen and take the pressure off of Josh Allen? Now, the coaching staff, they want they want Josh Allen to not run the football as much this year. And I got no problem with that. Josh Allen has a tremendous, a tremendous arm. But again, it's Josh Allen's game is to scramble around. The scramble around, maybe run the ball a little bit. I wouldn't 
curtail Josh Allen that much. You might be hurting him, but I understand the point of view in that, and you want to keep the young man as safe as possible. You don't want him to, you know, be out the pocket as much. You want him to use his arm. But again, Buffalo has got the team everybody predicts them to win the, to win the AFC itself. Again, the AFC is one of the toughest divisions. It's one of the toughest conferences right now. The AFC is tougher than the AFC. Again, just being honest and you know being blunt about that. But Buffalo certainly has the capability of being a team that could represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. And let's jump into the AFC North. Let's talk about let's talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers. The biggest thing with the Pittsburgh Steelers is, of course, as we all go around campus, who is going to be the quarterback? As we all have heard, Mitchell Trubisky is practicing with the first team. Rudolph's practicing with the second team. Kenny Pickett is practicing with the third team. Now, to me, Rudolph, he's, he's kind of stepped up, and him and, him and Trubisky both are practicing with the first team. There's been reports that Kenny's even practicing, Kenny Pickett's practiced with the second team. That's been the biggest, the biggest issue is who is going to be the quarterback. They have made some offensive line changes, hopefully for the better. Najee Harris, I don't want to see Najee Harris carry the ball 500 times yet. Him to touch the ball 500 times. But Najee is one of the best young running backs in this league. In the receiving core. Yeah, Deontay Johnson, he did get a contract extension. Claypool, yeah. And it seems like the talk of the camp has been Ray Pickens, uh, uh, a draft pick from the University of Georgia. Everybody says that he could be the next best, next great Pittsburgh student receiver. The defense, well, the defense for Pittsburgh is all, did drop off last year. And But if I know Pittsburgh, I'm sure the defense will, will right the ship and it will get back to where it once was. The biggest thing in Pittsburgh is I'm not a better fan of the secondary. That's an issue that needs to be corrected, needs to be cleaned up. Of course, I think the biggest news is that we signed Chris Boswell to a new contract. Chris Boswell had a, has had a very good career. He had one bad year, I think a couple years ago, for the Pittsburgh Steelers, but he's been the most, one of the more consistent kickers in this league. And Mike Tomlin, Mike Tomlin continues right along, along with the Chuck, the Chuck Knowles of the world that continues, and Bill Cowers, and continues on the great Pittsburgh tradition of having a head coach that's been around for many, many, many years. And I'm sure, you know, Mike has got his work cut out with no big Ben. He's gone off in retirement. And he's got his side on Trubisky, Mason Rudolph, or Kenny Pickett. Now, the word is Trubisky should start. Now, Matt Canada come out, what is it, a couple weeks ago, and he made the assumption that, hey, that there's a possibility that Mason Rudolph could be the starting quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, the reason being is because Rudolph knows the system, and yes, he does. Mitchell Trubisky has had some success in the NFL. He's actually been to the playoffs. You gotta give him that. But I'm interested to, I'm interested to see. I'm figuring Mitchell Nowitzki will be the starting quarterback in this league. He will be the Pittsburgh Steelers starting quarterback. Rudolph will back up. But it'll, it'll be interesting to see if Kenny Pickett, how he develops, and will he be the man, will he be the next quality quarterback in the Pittsburgh, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers franchise history. Because you got to remember Terry Bradshaw, two Super Bowls. Big Ben had, had a couple Super Bowls in his belt. Now, I don't think Mitchell Trubisky will be will put his name in that in that hat. 
I don't see Mason Rudolph doing putting his name in a hat, but maybe a guy like Kenny Pickett, you know, could develop right along right alongside Najee, you know, Najee Harris, Deontay Johnson, Claypool, Chase Claypool, and maybe Ray Pickens, yeah, and maybe have a nice little nice little thing looking there for the next several several years for the Pittsburgh Steelers. The running, I mean the defense. It's still pretty solid. It's still a pretty good defense, but it fell off the table last year. Hopefully, it will get, it will right the ship. And Nolan Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh's always been a, has always been proud of their defense. Have always taken pride in that. And I'm interested to see if the defense reemerges. Because to me, I think the Pittsburgh's defense is going to have to reemerge, and they're going to rely probably rely on Najee Harris until a quarterback steps up. And emerges as a pretty, a pretty quality player. The receiving core is not that bad, but the problem is you got to find the quarterback that's going to step up. Let's talk about the Cleveland Browns, and yes, we can talk about the Sean Watson until we're probably blue in the face in probably the next two hours. But for right now, Deshaun Watson may search this game suspension. I know uh, Roger Goodell has come out and says he wants a year-long suspension, but again. I don't know who knows when the rulings will come out. I would soon be soon a second one will come out. But for right now, let's just say for the sake of argument, Jacoby Brissett will be the starting quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. And I think about Cleveland is they've got so much yeah, so much going on. Kareem Hunt, he wants out because he wants to be a, probably a number one running back somewhere else and he wants a little bit more money. Cleveland's got more controversy than anybody than it seems like anybody I've ever I've ever known. You know, but again, it wasn't that long ago, a couple of years what season before last that the Cleveland Browns were actually in a playoff. And the, and the scary part of that is Cleveland has a talented team. Pretty good offensive line. You've got two solid running backs. You've got a good you got Omari Cooper. Now the number two spot still continues to be up continues to be up in there. Of course, Cleveland got some bad news. Uh, Shaquem Grant, who was going to be, who is uh, one of the better kick returners in this league, and was going to play a role, play a role in the rec- play a receiving role. He is torn his ACL. He's going to be gone for the year. And to me, I don't know what it is with people tearing ACLs right and left. It seems like here the last couple of weeks, every time you turn around, this player, that player is tearing an ACL. And to me, that becomes a. Um, that's a concern to me. I don't know how modern medicine or how you would really take care take care of these tear of the ACLs. But again, you know, um, Peoples, David Bell from uh, the draft from Purdue, they need to find a solid number two, number two, and that's going to be an issue that has to be worked on. Cleveland, crazy sounds. Cleveland has a pretty good defense. There's a lot of talent on that on that defense. Miles Garrett, man, who seems to be always in running for Defensive Player of the Year. He's probably one of the top, what, four or five defensive players in this league. Clowney has returned. The thing about Cleveland is there is talent. I've got friends of mine that are big Cleveland Browns fans, and I give the devil what the devil is due. There's a lot of talent, but the biggest thing is, is can you find a number two receiver and what's going to happen with this quarterback situation? I don't know. That's going to be the biggest thing in the world is who's going to be the quarterback. 
Now the Baltimore Ravens. Now the Ravens actually did get some good news. At least some good news and some bad news. The good news is, is J.K. Dobbins is actively off the pub list and he is practicing, which is great news for, for them. He seems to be on track to play week one. And J.K. was a, before he got, tore his ACL, he was one of the top young running backs going to be in this league. Now with J.K. seemingly getting ready to play week one. And again, J.K., I think he was telling the world at one point in time that everybody was lying, that he was going to be ready, that he was ready to roll. And I guess J.K. appears to be right, and the media proves to be wrong. Huh. What's it? Yeah. What are the odds? What are the odds of that, right? Lamar Jackson. He's beefed up. He looks good. He's been looking good in camp. Of course, the receiving court is a big issue. That's something that has to be worked on. Dobbins is back. The offensive line at, at times last year wasn't the best in the world. Now, they got more bad news. Tyler wants a Tyler Lindenbaum, their um, first round, you know, their first round draft pick, the center who they really believe is going to be a center for the next 11, 12 years for the franchise. He is hurt. Uh, he played through this injury you know, at the University of Iowa. He played through that injury. And now we don't know when he'll be back. Some, you know, He could have surgery. He could play through it. It becomes an interesting dynamic for that. But again... Dobbins coming back is great news. Lamar Jackson is healthy. Now, to me, to me now, they said Gus Edwards, he is still a little bit of ways away. They did sign Mike Davis. So right now, I think Dobbins and Davis could be splitting carries. But to me, obviously, J.K. Dobbins is the man. Before camp last year, he was practicing. He was doing receiving drills because he wanted to catch pass out of the backfield. But for J.K. Dobbins, I'm interested to see completely healthy. Now the Ravens defense was a concern last year for the Ravens for the first time I could ever recall. The Baltimore Ravens did yeah, Baltimore Ravens had a a bad defense. Never thought I'd ever I'd say that. Never thought I would hear that. But the Ravens, they've got they've gotten healthy. The secondary is healthy. Strong secondary this coming season. I'm interested to see. Now the Ravens, I think the Ravens have gotten some bad mouth off of the, yeah, bad mouth from the, I think them and the Cincinnati Bengals receivers are kind of having little words right now. Um, but it's interesting to see their secondary is better this coming season. The Ravens, once again, one of the better teams. That knows how to draft, continues to draft very well. But I'm interested to see the Ravens, to me, are one of the teams that could very well win the AFC North this year. Yes, let's go. Let's talk about the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, Joe Burrow, he is back at camp after the, you know, the appendix. Uh, he has been throwing, around, throwing the ball around a little bit. Good news to see. But again, it's, to me, it's a concern when something like that happens, any kind of like appendix. Surely, yeah, I get it. Joe knows the playbook. That's not a concern. But you got to be out there and you got to do the live drills. And to me, that is a concern. Now, the offensive line has improved. Uh, to me, the offensive line, I get reports that it is playing, that it's doing very well in camp, which is good news to hear. Now, there's a report that just come out that Collins, Lindell Collins, who they signed away from the Dallas Cowboys, uh, 
has not played in camp. To me, that's a concern. He is supposed to be the new right tackle and part of that rebuilt offensive line. To me, that's that that's a concern to me. The defense, the Bengals defense, had its moments last year where it played well, but then again, there were times they got blown out. And the defense, I'm not, I'm still not the biggest solar on the Cincinnati Bengals defense, but that's just me. I mean, Evan McPherson has proved to be maybe one of the better kickers in this league. I've seen him in camp. He's looking excellent in camp, McPherson. He's one boy kicking what 60-yard field goals or something, something like that. He's looking extremely well in camp. But again, of course, like we just said a few few minutes ago, it seems like the Bengals receivers and the Baltimore defensive backs are having words going back and forth. More like competitive nature there. But if I'm the Cincinnati Bengals, shut up, do your job, and don't yeah don't antagonize the Baltimore Ravens secondary because it is healthy. You, you might have had your fun with them last year, but you got a healthy secondary this year, and I don't think you're going to go nuts on them. Now, again, I'm interested to see where the Cincinnati Bengals go this year. Yeah, can they replace, can they get better than 10-7? And, and a lot of people feel that they're still in contention for the Super Bowl. Well, let me pump the brakes on that. I'm a Cincinnati Bengals fan through and through. But the point is, They've got a tougher schedule this year. I've said they might they might digress. I think they could finish. I say they could finish maybe no better than nine and eight. Again, that's an opinion. Or maybe they go eight and nine. To me, I'm not the big I'm still not the biggest Zach Taylor fan. And I guess if you're the Cincinnati Bengals, I guess the biggest news that came out today was they renamed renamed their stadium now. Was it Paycor? Paycor Stadium, I think is what they're calling it now. I guess that is the biggest the biggest news now. And again, but for them, for them, I gotta see. I gotta see more for Cincinnati. They've got to show me more. They won ten games last year. They pulled some upsets off. And, yeah, pulled some upsets. They did beat Kansas City in the AFC Championship game, and they did. They only lost lost about five points to the to the Rams. Again, if they had a better offensive line, I gotta be honest with you. If they had a better offensive line, they might have had a chance to beat. A beat the Rams and could have been the Bengals could have been Super Bowl champions, but of course that's a that's a what if could have should have been anything else under the sun. But for right now, again Cincinnati's got a tough schedule, and for Cincinnati Bengals fans, yes the Bengals are probably in contention for the division crown. I don't deny that, but the point is, I pump the brakes on them winning yeah winning the AFC this year. I think somebody, I think a team like the Buffalo Bills might have something to say about that and, uh, and several others. Let's jump to the AFC South, if, if we may. Let's talk about the Indianapolis Colts. The biggest move this offseason has been one Matt Ryan. They brought Matt Ryan in to replace Carson Wentz. And yes, yes, it's an upgrade. And to me, there seems to be improvement in that area of the quarterback. Uh, there were reports that Matt Ryan has... Uh, been telling his offense to speed it up, speed it up, and speed it up some more. That he wants a he wants a quick pace offensive line. He wants his, he wants the offensive line. He wants the offense to think quick on their feet. And again, with an experienced quarterback like Matt Ryan, and Matt Ryan, former MVP, has been to Super Bowl, probably Super Bowl he should have won. That's not the, that's not the here nor there. But Matt Ryan is certainly an upgrade. You got a decent offensive line. Matt Ryan actually has a running back that he can turn around and hand the ball off to. 
and one Jonathan Taylor, who in fantasy, for fantasy football owners, he probably is the number one rated running back. Well, maybe either one or two. It depends on how you want to perceive that. Because a lot of people feel the number one guy is a guy that's in his own his own division. But, again, the receiving court to me is a, is, is a, is a concern. Michael Pittman has, has improved every year. And I'm interested to see what Michael Pittman can do with a Matt Ryan. Again, that second receiving spot, uh, Paris Campbell there says look good in camp. But, again, Paris Campbell has been hurt off and on since he's entered this league and people think that he could be an explosive weapon if he can stay healthy and that's the biggest that's the biggest issue. Other than Michael Pittman, it's it's a huge issue. Um a gentleman drafting versus Cincinnati, I believe Alex was it Alex Pierce. Uh he's had a good camp to my understanding, which is which is good news for the Colts because that second receiving spot is something that's got to be addressed. I mean Matt Ryan is a good quarterback in this league. And granted, certainly Jonathan Taylor can take the pressure off of him and any quarterback in this league. But I'm interested to see who's going to step up and be the number two guy for Matt Ryan to throw the ball to. Defensively, the Colts, again, here's a defense that doesn't get a lot of respect, but it's a pretty decent defense. Colts, now some feel right now the Colts may very well have enough to win the division. And as of right now, I might concur to agree, but again, we'll talk more about that when we get to get to a few more weeks. And Frank Reich, Frank Reich has a solid quarterback. I'm interested to see if Matt Ryan can put, take the Colts to the next level and get them maybe to an AFC Championship game. But we'll we'll see. For the Tennessee Titans, let's be honest. The return of one Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry was pretty much running away with the uh, rushing title until he got hurt in Week Nine. And again, A.J. Brown is gone. Julio Jones is gone. Again, you did add Robert Woods, but he has an ACL injury. You, you drafted a young man from Arkansas. Now, granted, he is he has um, come to camp. He's finally getting to practice a little bit, but he has not overwhelmed people or wowed people. So, to me, right now, the receiving game is a concern. It's a huge concern. Ryan Tannehill didn't set the world on fire last year, which is the reason why Malik Willis was drafted. Now, Malik Willis, he hasn't looked the greatest in the world in camp, but some people have said here lately he has come on. He is starting to pick up on a few things, which is great news. But for Ryan Tannehill, the pack right now, the offense is going to run through, once again, Derrick Henry. Now, I like Derrick Henry, one of the better running backs in this league. But you have to wonder, even at, what, 28 years old, how much more pounding can Derrick Henry take? Now, Derrick Henry keeps himself in great physical shape. We've seen the workouts. I've seen one workout recently where broke up broke a football helmet by just stiff-arming it. Derrick Henry's a beast, but you have to wonder how much longer can the offense run to Derrick Henry because somebody's got to step up. Ryan Taylor got to step up. The receiving core has got to step up. And people know, and people will start stacking the box until Ryan Tannehill can prove to you once and for all that he can beat you. Now, Tennessee's defense didn't play that bad last year. It improved, actually. And it needs to continue to improve because this is where it's going to be a situation where they're going to compete with the Colts. You're going to have to. You're going to have to run right through. You're going to have to play good defense and rely on Derrick Henry. And to me, that's probably Tennessee. Tennessee, they're going to win this division. That's what they're going to rely on. 
now for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Preseason can also a good start, but then again, you didn't have Trevor Lawrence. Now, Doug Peterson is the new quarter, is the new coach. Doug, I think, will do wonders. He will do a much better job than Urban Meyer did. And a lot of NFL experts feel that he is that he's going to do that. But I gotta be, yeah. But again, it's still a young team. They went out there, had some weapons to give Trevor Lawrence to see. They had some weapons. I'm interested to see what's gonna happen. Will Trevor Lawrence improve? James Robinson. ACL injury, but word on the street is James is actually back practicing a little bit. He got he did not get put on the pub list, which is great news. I'm interested to see what Trevor Lawrence's old teammate from the uh, from Clemson, Travis Etienne, see what he can he can do as far as how that he's going to be used. I'm interested to see Jacksonville's defense. It's a young defense, but there's potential there. But the biggest thing is. Right now, it's probably Doug Peterson. Can Doug Peterson get this young group rolling? I'm interested to see. Now, again, I don't think Jacksonville's going to compete for no division championship or not get no playoffs. But I'm interested to see if Trevor Lawrence can step it up in his second year and how this offense is going to be built. You've got a couple solid running backs. you got Evan Ingram. You signed Evan Ingram as a tight end, which I think he will have a pretty decent season if he stays healthy. But I'm interested to see who's going to step up in the receiving core. And the defense, again, it's young. It's being built. But I'm interested to see with Doug Peterson, how Doug Peterson's going to get, you know, get Jacksonville. A lot of people in Jacksonville's uh, camp are saying that he is doing a, he's doing a pretty good job. Uh, the atmosphere is certainly way better than it was under Urban Meyer which is great news for Jacksonville Jaguar fans. But I gotta be honest with you, I don't really see how this is going to really get you a playoff. Maybe in time, Dougie, Dougie P, as he likes to be, as people are calling, we'll see, what he, see maybe in a couple of years if, if he can get this team to the playoffs. Now the Houston Texans, Texans still have a long way to go. Lovey Smith is taking over. He's got a young quarterback in David Mills now. As far as the running game goes, that becomes a question mark. Word on the street is Damian Pierce, uh, a guy they drafted from the University of Florida, has played very well, could wind up being a starting running back. Uh, now, Mack, former Indianapolis Colts running back, I've heard stories here today that he is he is looking, he looks pretty well. So maybe the running game could help out one David Mills. Now, you still got Brandon Cooks. Brandon is one of the more underrated receivers in this game. A lot of people want to talk about him. I know you got Nico Collins, second-year player, who I believe has some potential. The offensive line, to me, is a concern for the Texans. Defensively, defense is Lovey Smith's strength. He's a defensive, you know, a defensive coordinator coach. You know, Lovey Smith. Let's be honest with you. Lovey Smith actually does have a Super Bowl appearance under his belt. I gotta give you gotta give Lovey that. Didn't love to get to the Super Bowl with Rex Grossman. To me, that alone shows shows what Lovey Smith can do. But I'm interested to see how this how this all pans out, how things pan out for the Houston Texans. But we'll, you know, we'll find out in time. But again, the Texans have got a long way long ways to go. Can David Mills improve in his second year? Can the offense can the offense 
somehow gel? Can the defense under Lovey Smith get better? To me, there were times last year where the, def the Texans defense didn't really play that bad. I mean, I mean, didn't they hold the Texans, the uh, Buffalo Bills, to like a single digit? Yeah. I mean, so if you can do that, that's kind of saying something. Defense does have some some upside. A little bit of upside, but again, like Jackson, it's a young team. I'm interested to see what the old old coach, Lovey Smith, if he can get, get Texans off in the right direction. You know, let's talk about the maybe the best division in all the football in the AFC West. Let's talk about the team that's won the champion the division title in the last several years, Kansas City Chiefs. I know, there's no Tyreek Hill. You've gone out, yeah. You've gone out. You've gotten a couple of receivers. You've got you know, Juju Smith-Schuster. You've got Scanlon. So, yeah, you drafted a couple of receivers. So now you've added, you've added four receivers basically replaced one Tyreek kill. Now, I'm interested to see how this going to work out. Will, Matt, Matt, will Patrick Mahomes have chemistry with these guys that he had with Tyreek Hill? Again, the running game has been a huge question mark. They added Ronald Jones because, to me, they don't have confidence in one Clyde edwards Eclair. And I think that's going to be a huge issue. The talk right now of camp is not really so much the offense, it's the defense. The defense has not played bad in camp. They've got some young talent in that defense. And yes, don't get me wrong, Kansas City certainly still has a chance to become division champs at least one more time. There's no doubt about that, they do so. But again, Patrick Mahomes, we've seen the amazing videos he's still throwing out there. But again, I'm interested to see how, how it's going to happen will he hook up with these receivers now there was I did see a clip where him and Juju Schuster look pretty well together work well together so again I'm interested to see what's going to come to Kansas City but for Kansas City the best report I think I've heard is if this, this young defense that could be gelling together if it gels together pretty quickly then again Kansas City could be scarier than ever minus Tyreek Hill Let's talk about the Denver Broncos. And oh my gosh, now of course we all have heard the Denver Broncos have been bought for a billion, yeah, was it 4.5 billion or whatever the case, case is. But the biggest thing is Russell Wilson. Again, the offense, all they needed they thought was a quarterback. You went out and got Russell Wilson, a decent offensive line. You got two solid running backs. Of course, Tim Patrick towards ACL, alpha of the year. But you got Cortland Sutton. You got you got Jerry Judy, the returning KJ Hamill. You've got a pretty decent defense. Denver right now has all the pieces to put to place to win. A, yeah, to win the division and get back to the playoffs. Some people feel that hey, this team will probably win the division, but we'll see. We'll see how that how that goes down. But I'm interested to see Russell Wilson. Will he have the connection with these receivers that he had with? DK Metcalf or Tyler Lockett. I'm interested to see how that how that's going to go down. And defensively, Denver's got still a pretty decent defense, but it all depends on what Russell Wilson's going to do. And can Russell Wilson be the guy to take Denver over the top? The answer to that question would be, you would believe so, because he's certainly an upgrade over Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater. Now the Raiders had the Raiders look good in preseason, but in the first game, but again, that's preseason. Now. David Carr, who doesn't get a lot of respect in this league, but David had a good year last year. 
I know the Josh Jacobs news. Will he be traded or not? Josh Daniels says no. He is not going to be traded at all. But they do have a they do have a lot of running backs. And of course, Josh Daniels coming from that Bill Belichick theory, he wants to have a ton of full of running backs. That he does. Devontae Adams. I'm sure to see if Carr and Adams can can get back to the days they were in Fresno State and be a certain hookup. But now I don't think Devontae Adams will put up the solid numbers they did with the with the Packers because he has a Hunter Renfro. He's got a Darren Waller. He's got a better partnership, better committee than he had in Cleveland, than he not Cleveland, excuse me, than he had in Green Bay. It becomes very interesting. I don't think Devontae will Devontae still get a thousand yards receiving? Yeah. Could he still get ten touchdowns? Yeah, I think that's possible. But don't look for the fifteen or sixteen hundred yards and maybe thirteen or fourteen touchdowns because he has better running. The Raiders' defense becomes a question mark. Can the Raiders' defense step up and improve? To me, it's still a concern to me. And they played well, but again, that was that was against Jacksonville. Now, can the Raiders' defense play against the Chargers that well? Can they play against Denver or Kansas City in their division? Can they play against them and play, against them and play tough? That's going to be the biggest issue. I don't think the offense is going to be the biggest issue. The offensive line could be a concern. But I think it. But I think under Josh Daniels, it will be better. But the biggest thing with the Raiders is is going to be that defense. Can it step up? Last but not least, let's talk about the LALA team. Let's talk about the Chargers. The Chargers went out. They got Khalil Mack. You got J.C. Jackson. You're looking to improve that side of the ball. And the funny thing about the Padres is they have talent on defense. But whatever reason the case is, it just can't be consistent and you figured under Brandon Staley, a defensive minded coach, that they could, you know, that they can step it up. The talent is there, make no mistake about it. Can you see both on one side and Mac on the other side? That's huge. Strong out of doubt. The offensive line is is getting a little bit better. I like you know Justin Herbert has been has been a quarterback on fire since he got in this league. Keenan Allen. Mike Williams, Josh Palmer is a man to keep your eye on. If you're fantasy owners, keep an eye on Josh Allen. Josh Palmer, excuse me. Yes, he is a number three receiver, but keep an eye on him. He's going. He's a talented, talented young player. He played well when Keenan Allen was hurt last year. And yes, you still got Austin. You still got Austin Eckler, one of one of the uh, better running backs in this league. Now, a guy to keep an eye on is Isaac Spiller. They drafted him. Spiller has played well in camp. Some say there could be a possibility he could be the number two running back, but again, we'll see. How, we'll see how that goes. But we're all depend on. It all depends. Can the defense finally live up to live up to expectations? It's hard to say. Could Kansas City win the division again? Can Denver do it? All the, is it the Chargers' year? It's a tough division. It's one of the best divisions in football. But for the Chargers, it'll be interesting to continue. Can the defense steps up? Can Justin Herbert continue to improve? Justin, again, is one of the better young quarterbacks in this league. I'm interested to see him again this year and see if he improves again. Interesting to see, will Brandon Staley make the same mistakes that he made last year and be too risque? But again, the Chargers, the Chargers addressed it. They addressed that defense 7-9. We'll see what happens. We'll see. We'll see what happens with the 
football, we'll see the Chargers are the team to beat in that division. Ladies and gentlemen, that's all I have the time for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, please take care of yourselves, and I will see you again very, very soon.